Welcome to Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. We're glad you've joined us. Again, welcome. We are glad that you are here at our midweek service. We believe, we can't say it enough, that prayer keeps us locked in, that when a church is praying, it's staying. When we are praying, we're staying, locked in with Jesus, locked in with his Holy Spirit and what he's going to do in our life. Can I get a little amen on that right now? There we go. So we've been in this series called, Lord, Hear My Prayer. Sometimes we can get really frustrated with this idea of praying, or, and our praying isn't showing results, tangible results. And we've been looking at different areas of what exactly is prayer, what is required with prayer. And tonight I want to talk to you about what prayer gives us. Many times people will say, hey, I have this issue, and the response will be, are you praying about it? And uh, my sons, they're in that moment, they're in that season of when I give them a directive, they're saying, why? When I give them a command, they say, why? When I tell them to wear a certain pair of shoes, they say, why? And it's really frustrating. Sometimes in our spiritual journey, in our faith journey, when it comes to praying, it can be like, hey, you need to pray about it. And we just want to say, well, why? I'm not seeing the results. And we need a little bit something more. So tonight, I want to give you three words tonight on why we need to pray and what prayer gives us. Tonight, the first word is this. Prayer gives us perspective. That when we pray, we get a clarity on our perspective. We're going to look at Psalm 73 for this first word right here. And I love what the great Adrian Peter Rogers, the late Adrian Rogers, says this. Wisdom is looking at life from God's point of view. Wisdom is looking at life from God's point of view. It's having the right perspective. Many times our perspective can be skewed, right? We think the world revolves around us. My perspective is right. But oftentimes, someone else's perspective is different from our perspective. See, as a follower of Jesus, the most important thing we can do is have a perspective that is God-centered. Not your perspective, not your neighbor's perspective, a God-centered, a God-focused perspective. I once heard it said, perspective is oftentimes someone's reality. But the only reality that matters is our reality with our relationship with the Lord. So we're looking at Psalms 73. We see this individual. It's one of um, uh, David's worship leaders. It's one of David's pastor Steve's up here. Okay, and he, and he says this. He's battling with this inner turmoil of what is actually happening to the nation of Israel. Now, the nations around Israel, they are uh, uh, prospering. They are uh, being uh, rewarded. They, things are looking great. Things are looking soundly. And so this uh, psalmist coins this lament and asks a question that I think we all ask. And he even expresses himself a way that I think we all express ourselves if we're honest with ourselves at a moment in time. It says this in verse 3, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruel, cruelty. Have you ever looked at someone who doesn't know Jesus and say, and if we're honest with ourselves and say, man, they live that life, and look at all what they have. 
I'm following Jesus and look what I don't have. We have this skewed perspective. Let me paint it this way. We look in the Washington DC area, right? We have a, a whole city, a whole town full of public servants. Yeah, you look at some of those public servants and you wonder how they made their fortune in public service. And you're like, man, like, are, are, are they honest? Are they truthful? What I hear on the news, what I see on the news, can I believe that? And you're like, I'm over here and, I, and I'm praising Jesus and I'm worshiping, I'm going to church, Pastor Blake. But then I look over here and I scratch my head at what's taking place in the White House. I scratch my head on what's taking place on Capitol Hill. I don't know, sometimes I've compared myself, I've had a perspective that's been skewed. I've worked with Next Gen Ministries for a, a lot of my years in ministry. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, we have some very close friends who are going through a moment where they're really struggling to get pregnant. It's devastating. We've journeyed with them and we hurt with them, we cry with them, and we we hear them and we listen to them. And then I remember being in Las Vegas and I remember working in kids' ministry and having these kids run up and, and I'm like, who are your parents? And they're like, they don't, I, we don't know. They just dropped us off over a three blocks away and we heard this is a fun place. And I scratch my head and I say, God, how can this happen? Our perspective. The psalmist is saying this perspective. When we look at the wicked and we say, the wicked are enjoying life. The wicked are having things good. But yet I'm the one living the cruel ramifications of some of this brokenness in this world. And then the psalmist continues, the worship leader continues in verse 13. And he asks a question that I think a lot of us have asked at one point in our life. It says this, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Am I on this faith journey for nothing? Because it's hard at times. The perspective is challenging. Like, man, I can hang out at the weekends and have no care in the world at this certain spot, this certain bar, this certain club, and I don't have to care. But, you know, all my friends, all my colleagues, all my work, my uh, social companions are there. But, you know what? I don't know. The verse 13 continues, says, Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? Did I get nothing but trouble all day long? Every morning brings me pain. This lament. Ask a question. He's deconstructing his faith, in essence, through this song. But then in verse 17, you can tell as many psalmists write, it, it continues and it starts to swing where he takes a step back and he starts to evaluate and gain a godly perspective. In verse 17, it says, Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. He went into a church. He went into his closet. He went and prayed. He went and found a godly perspective. When we pray, we get perspective. Truly, you put them on a slippery path, he continues, and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by tears. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. 
We looked at Luke this past couple Sundays, and there's this common theme, this dividing line, and then Jesus gets into this moment where he says, why do you even worry about what happens to your physical body? It's just a, a moment of all eternity. That's godly perspective. See, when we pray, it reorients us to think, is this of God? Is this about God? Am I being open to the Holy Spirit? It's leading me in my life. So I think a lot of times our perspective gets skewed because we don't pray like we need to pray. So church, I'm asking you, are, are you having your carved out time? When, when you're getting messed up in your perspective and you're getting frustrated and you're saying things are good for them, why aren't they so good for me? I would draw it back to, are we praying adequately? Perspective. If you don't pray, you'll never get a godly perspective. The two greatest things you can do is read your Bible, understand, know God's perspective, and pray. Grow in relationship. Grow in receiving. Number two for us tonight is this. This is what prayer gives us. It gives us strength. Prayer gives us strength. We are now in a time when we need some strength. Prayer is means to energy. Have you ever felt depleted? Have you felt down and out? Have you ever felt like giving up? Have you felt like I am, I'm just through? There is drastic differences in my life when the mornings I pray and then the, and when the afternoon comes, I take a step back and I'm like, I can tell the day I pray and the day I don't. Ephesians chapter 6, um, just for time's sake, we see that the Apostle Paul, he writes into the church of Ephesus and he talks about God's armor. Many of us are familiar with the passage. If you're here on tonight, uh, you're familiar with certain components of God's armor. And what's interesting is Paul gives this address about God's armor, but then when we continue on in Paul's closing segment to the Ephesus church, he says this in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 and 20. And in my translation, it says four times this word, prayer. So verse 18, it says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, I am in chains now still preaching the message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Now what's interesting about this component, the way it slots in in this passage of scripture is we have the armor. Now Paul is drawing reference to a Roman legion soldier's armor. A light infantry armor is probably around 70 pounds. Heavy infantry at this time, over 100 pounds. Now you and I know there's a certain limit that our bodies can take of physical exhaustion. What water is to the body, prayer is to our spiritual soul. So when Paul is talking about right here, he's saying, you might put on your helmet, you might put on your, your, your uh, belt, you might be all geared up, you might be in this God's armor, full dressed, ready to rock, but you are going to run out of strength if you're not praying. See, it's interesting, those little those pieces and components of what is actually taking place. So when you're feeling down and out, the question I have to ask you is, when you pray, you then are receiving the energy, you're receiving the strength to keep marching through. 
Oftentimes, oh man, I'm too tired to pray. I can't get up. And then we, 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 we wonder why our, our nights, we have crazy dreams. We wonder why we have bad thoughts. We wonder why we feel weak. We feel tired when someone at work says the wrong thing, looks at us the wrong way, and we're instantly ready to react. I would say we need to go to the well where we get the strength spiritually, where we get the strength to hold ourselves up, and that's prayer. Prayer gives us strength. When you pray, you are growing in strength. I love the way Ephesians chapter 6, 17 says this same translation. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints. Not only are we supposed to pray for ourselves for strength, but we're supposed to pray for our neighbors for strength, our colleagues for for strength, our church body, our members for strength. When I am weak with anxiety, I pray. When I'm battling depression, I pray. When I need a direction, I pray. If I'm worried, I pray. If I'm hurting, I pray. If I need a physical healing, I pray. Pray, pray, pray. Number two, when it comes to what prayer gives us, prayer gives us perspective, it gives us strength. Prayer also gives us an awareness of God's presence. The other day I was running late to work and uh, running late, I had a meeting and I'm looking everywhere for the keys of my vehicle. So I'm scurrying around the kitchen and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking and uh, I can't find it. And I'm like, I'm going to miss this meeting. I, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm yelling to my wife. She's in, she's taking care of the kids. I'm like, Brittany, where'd you put the keys? I'm instantly blaming her. You know, like every good husband, I blame the wife for misplacing the keys. I've shared with you my issue of the key cup already once before. And I, sh- and, I, and I go in the kitchen, and I find, she's like, Blake, they are on the counter. I'm like, oh. I, 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 I paused, and I go, oh, thank you. See, a lot of times in our prayer life, we're so busy with life. We're busy with friends. We're busy with work. We're taking the kids to school. We're, we're trying to self-improve ourselves. We're working on the house. Do I buy a house? Am I waiting for the market to crash? What am I doing? Stress, stress, stress. Pressure, pressure, pressure. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? We're looking for the key. I need the key to my life. I need to start the vehicle so I can get going and doing what I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to do. There's moments when we need to stop, when we need to pause, when we need to look, and that's what prayer is for us. See, prayer gives us this awareness of God's presence. It can be right under our nose, but if we never stop, never pause, and evaluate, we'll miss it. I love what theologian Edmund Clowney says. He says, God does not merely speak. He is present. Prayer is steeped in an awareness, often an awe-filled awareness of the presence of God. I'm going to skip to the Psalm 23, verse 4, and this is David, one of the most classic psalms that you've heard, but it says this, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. An awareness of God's presence is vital to whatever we are going to do in our lives. If you feel alone, know God's there. If you feel distant, know God's there. When you look at Enoch in the Bible, he walked closely with the Lord, so God took him to heaven. Noah, he followed the instructions in building the oak, the, the ark, excuse me, and, and God protected him. Abraham left his country family depending only on God. 
having times of doubt, having times of he didn't know what to do. All he could be trusting is when he prayed, God was, a, God was there. It's an awareness. I've shared this because uh, I've shared this time and time again. When I wake up in the morning, see, my, my reference point is this. I've been in cities for the past, before here in South South Florida, I've been in Las Vegas and Los Angeles for roughly about seven years. Now, when you're in cities, cities have lights. They're bright. You don't see the stars. Out here where I live, I wake up in the morning on a clear, on a clear dark morning when the sun's still not up. You can look and you see all the, the majesty of God. And I remember I'll, I'll get my little dog and we'll go on a walk and we're just walking and, and it's that prayer time. It's that moment alone with God where it's dark out and I'm seeing the majesty of God where I'm like, God, no matter what I go through, when you say that the earth is your footstool, I am in awe. I'm aware of your presence. I'm aware. So tonight, I want to encourage you as we close, you're going to take a moment and we're going to close tonight in prayer and in your chairs and Pastor Steph and the team, they're going to come back up and they're just going to uh, lead us out in a final song and then he'll dismiss us. But I believe this, some of us, we need to pray in our moments in our chairs right now for a clear godly perspective. We need to pray for strength wondering why you're doubting yourself you know you wonder why you're going through some things you wonder why and we don't have all the answers we ask the question like the psalmist did we say god why do the wicked prosper i'm over here and i'm struggling or then maybe you need to go and say all right god i just need to be made aware of you every morning i pray i say god give me a divine intervention that you've been working on someone's heart and let me have a conversation with them Lead me to speak to them. Give me the words, because I don't always know what to say. I fumble my words all the time. You listen to me. But God, make me aware of what you can do in front of me in my daily life. God, make me aware. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.